Yeah, I'm going to go racing now. Uh, Bill Nader is here. Bill, uh, Director of Racing uh, from the Hong Kong Jockey Club. Happy New Year, Bill. Happy New Year, James. Uh, nice to see you. And uh, I guess uh, it's a new year, it's a fresh start, and uh, racing continues. But it has been a very busy period the last couple of weeks for you, hasn't it? Um, you've had a lot of, uh, a lot of races. Uh, uh, I know you had um, a couple of races just before Christmas. Then you had the uh, Boxing Day um, uh, meet at uh, Chartin. Um, how did that go? Well, December is always a big month for us because it's the it's the month where we have the International Jockeys Championship followed by the Hong Kong International Races, and then the Boxing Day meeting is always a, another big one. So there, there are big race days in December, and and it tees it up then for the the start of the new year. We call the lucky start today on New Year's Day. But um, going back to the International Jockeys Championship, which was won by Zach Burton, we had six really world-class jockeys come in from overseas and six Hong Kong jockeys and they faced off on what we call the IJC hmm. and then the IR where we had international competition which was really great to have and of course Japan had a big day Ireland had a good day in Hong Kong with with the new the new star a uh, golden 60 winning the mile so it was well distributed in terms of the big prizes on Hong Kong International Race Day Boxing Day was interesting because we you know that's now it's the time of year James where we look at who are the new horses coming up that are mm. going to be the stars of the future? And in Boxing Day, there was um, a couple of horses that really stood out. Sight Success, who uh, made his racing debut in, on a Boxing Day and, and looked very impressive to me. He looks like a horse that will um, potentially become uh, one of the top horses in Hong Kong. And another horse called Wellington, who came back after a long, long layoff and, and looked impressive winning in his return. So these are the horses that now the racing community will really focus on to see uh, how far they can progress over the second half of the season. Does that happen a lot where you know horses go away for a bit and come back, like Wellington, you know, had a layoff and, uh, and come back to success? Is that- yeah, it does happen. It, it, uh, not too frequently, but uh, in, in his case, he was away for about seven months, and uh, he had won three or four races. They gave him a long break just to um, uh, get over whatever, um, uh, resolve any problems that they thought uh, to make that horse back to full potential. And he came back um, sensationally and and won very impressively. So uh, I think uh, in 2021 will be a a good year for Wellington. And we have horses today uh, on the first day of the year that will be stepping out and be a lot of attention on on quite a few horses today do the do the just just before we get to that do these horses that um are the new ones mm. do they come from established trainers or you know do, do you find there are new trainers coming through with with new horses or is that that pipeline from those people that you know and love so to speak well there's a pipeline this is 22 trainers licensed in hong kong but horses will be prepared overseas um, and overseas could mean uh, New Zealand, Australia, or, or Europe, uh, pre-trained. And then they'll come to Hong Kong, acclimate. Uh, the new trainer and the new team will take over. Um, and the horse will usually take... It, it, I'm talking about horses that have never raced before. They'll take several months before they actually get to race day. Mm. And that'll be the, the Hong Kong team takes over and really gets that horse race fit and race ready. And what are the signs of a good horse coming through? Can you can you see them ahead? Well, the um, the things that a trainer will look like in, for in Hong Kong is a horse, uh, hopefully with a good temperament, good confirmation. Hmm. But then it's what they do on the race course in the morning in their track work. And we normally get to see it in what we call barrier trials, where horses will line up in 
in race-like conditions. And the jockeys will actually wear the colors, the silks that they would wear on race day. And it really uh, looks like and feels like an exhibition race. Mm -hmm. And you have an idea. They come out of the barrier. And, uh, and these are at the race course, are at they? At the race course. Mm -hmm. And we actually uh, then put them on our website so everybody can see. And uh, we give the official times and the official margins, just like we would on a race. Um, and you get an idea then what their talent level might be. Sometimes a horse can be exceptionally good in the morning but can't do it in the afternoon. And sometimes it can work the other way. But in most cases, you get a pretty good line on uh, through the barrier trials about their, their level of, ab of ability. Conditions in Hong Kong are always reasonably stable. I mean, okay, the weather temperature goes up and down, but generally conditions uh, for racing are pretty much the same. But um, in other parts of the world, of course, conditions change a lot depending on, you know, the, the, the seasons. How much does that affect the horses? Well, uh, when it gets very hot in Hong Kong, I think that does affect horses. Um, some horses handle it better than others, just like humans. And you can sometimes see a horse... Uh, get very sweaty or lathered up in the parade ring uh, or going to the barrier, going to the gate uh, before the race. And we we find that to be a negative sign. Uh, but that's usually in very hot, humid conditions. And for track work in the morning, um, everything gets done pretty early. And in hot, humid weather, uh, normally we finish up by 8.30 in the morning. The right. guys will arrive at the race course at 4 o'clock. Oh, wow. And so it, it gets – the activity will begin uh, quite early in the day and finish up and uh, the horses are looked after um, as they should be like world-class athletes and they get the very best of care um, but the the team will take you know make sure that the horse comes first and um, you know the horses will get out very early before it gets too hot but on a race day when it when it's hot in say June and July um, uh, or even to some extent in September some horses can handle it better than others but trainers will know that and they'll um, they'll plan accordingly. Hmm. And what about this cold weather at the moment? I guess this is actually perfect weather, really. Yeah, this is okay. Yeah. Uh, this is no problem. And um, and it's the only thing with the weather being cold uh, or or hot in, in this time of year would be if it was a warm day in December for the horses coming from Europe, it would be a problem because they're coming from a colder weather climate. And if it's, if it's unseasonably warm in December... That can be a problem for the Europeans. But otherwise, for this time of year, it's, it's no issue. Now, you mentioned uh, Zach Burton and the, and the jockeys. Give us a roundup of who are the, who are the, the key ones at the moment. Uh. Well, Marrera had a very good uh, run in the first, um, uh, the first 33 race meetings of the mm. season. So there's 50 race meetings to go as we enter 2021. But I think Marrera has almost an... Um, uh, insurmountable lead now. He has a 19-win lead over Purton, and I don't think that as good as Zach can be, and he can get hot at times. I think, barring unforeseen circumstances, Marrera will win his fourth right. riding title. Um, How long has Joe been doing that now? Oh, he's he's been he's been at it probably for uh, close to 20 years now, uh, from Brazil to Singapore to Hong Kong, and um, he's having an extraordinary season. Um, uh, so far, um, is, this his, is this his peak? Do you think is it at this point? I think for Zach and for Joe, they're in their prime right now. Mm. This is uh, they're both uh, they're both in their prime. And there's a new guy on the block uh, who Hong Kong racing fans are familiar with, but maybe people in Hong Kong in general are not. Christoph Simeon, quite an interesting story. He's he's a a world class jockey. He he's a jockey that um, 
uh, won the Dubai World Cup uh, two times, won the Arc de Triomphe, the biggest race in France, two times. So he's 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 won Breeders' Cup races. He's won all over the world. He's been champion jockey in France. He's from Belgium originally, but suffered incredibly bad luck um, in November. He was to ride in the Breeders' Cup in Kentucky in in America. And upon arrival, he came up COVID positive, so oh. he could not ride oh, on the race day. Mm. And as it turned out, um, on that Saturday, uh, the, the rides that he had, uh, ho- the horse that he was scheduled to ride in the Breeders' Cup Mile and the horse that he was scheduled to ride in the Breeders' Cup Turf, two of the richest races in America, both horses went on to win. And the replacement jockey was uh, Pierre Charles Boudot, who came to Hong Kong to ride in the International Jockeys Championship right. just a couple of weeks ago. He was the beneficiary, but uh, for Simeon, he had to sit on the sidelines with COVID and watch those two horses win. Mm. Then he came on to Hong Kong, uh, did the 14 days of quarantine. It was to make his return in the Hong Kong International Races on the 13th of December. But we decided on medical advice that he wasn't ready to return, and he had to sit that one out. Oh, no. As it turned out, Mm. the ride he had in Hong Kong's richest race, the Hong Kong Cup, uh, went to Zach Purton, and that horse won. That horse oh. was from Japan, Normco. So he's he's had a um, uh, incredibly bad six week period from mm. from November seventh mm. to December thirteenth, where three of the biggest races in the world would have been his, mm. uh, and uh, unfortunately it didn't work out. He's he's now riding in Hong Kong, and he's um, he's highly sought after. He has uh, a full book of rides today, and. And um, he's had success uh, since coming. He came back on the 20th of December and has had success uh, with two wins uh, on that day. And he had uh, two more on on Boxing Day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell us about today's uh, meeting, then. You're off to Shartin. Still still no spectators, I guess. No, we hope. We hope, James. I think like everybody else, as we turn to 2021, I I think we have to be thankful. Um, Instead of looking at it glass half empty, uh, we, we got through 2021 in relatively good shape, and we have a lot to be grateful for. And as we look ahead now, we hope, uh, with the cases now declining, that very strategically and, and responsibly, we can start looking at some point in hopefully the first quarter of 2021 of inviting people back to the race course, which I'm sure um, will be good medicine for a lot of people. But in the meantime, uh, we go on, and people are watching uh, on television, and we have two big races today, the Bohemia Sprint uh, Trophy, in the Chinese Club uh, Challenge Handicap. Those are both Group 3 races, so both with um, uh, very big horses. And and we have horses racing today that are four-year-olds that will be aiming at the Derby in March. So we'll get a better line on where they stack up um, with their performances today. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned the Derby uh, in March. Uh, give, us a, give us a throw forward into 2021. We're on the first day today. Uh, how's the rest of the season? You said, I think, 50, 50 meets to go. Yeah, we have 50 to go, and, and, and we're in prime time now. We get to the 24th of January, and there'll be races like the Stewards Cup, which would be a race for Golden 60. Um, um, Beauty Generation is now retired, so it'll be Golden 60, and the new, the new boys on the block in the Stewards Cup. Uh, there's also the Classic Mile, which is the first leg of the four-year-old series. So it's the Classic Mile. These are four-year-olds only. Then the Classic Cup in February, and then the Derby in March. Now, last year, Golden 60 became only the second horse in history to sweep all three races. Um, this year, it's I think it's pretty wide open. I mean, mm-hmm. there are there are many good four-year-olds, but I don't believe there's a standout. And I think it'll be... 
very unlikely that one horse can sweep all three. Um, so which, he couldn't be Golden 60. No, because he, he's now a five-year-old. Right. Um, all the Northern Hemisphere horses actually turn a year older today. This is this is their birthday. Okay. No matter when they were foaled, January 1 is the it's day. It's like the school year. Kind yeah, of. yeah. In the Southern Hemisphere, it's on August 1st. So um, so for a lot of horses now, as we look at the race book, you'll notice they're, they're a year older as of today. But you only get one. That's what makes the Derby so special and so coveted that you only get one chance. And it's in, in, in Hong Kong. It's your four-year-old season. Whereas in most of the world, it's your three-year-old season where you get a shot at the Derby. But the Derby is the one race where you only get one opportunity. A race like the, you know, in, on the Hong Kong International Races, the Hong Kong Sprint, the Cup, the Mile, and the Vase, repeatedly you could. If you stay in training, you can run it each and every year. Uh, no age restriction. But for the Derby, there is four-year-olds only. Hmm. Aside from maybe the horses and uh, jockeys you've already mentioned, um, any other standouts that you can see in the next six months that are going to, you know, going to shine through? Well, it's um, there's a horse racing today that came in with a big reputation from Australia named Master Montero. He's a four-year-old. He'll be running today uh, in the in uh, the Chinese uh, Club Challenge Cup. There's a horse called Winning Dreamer who's won five consecutive races, and he's looked absolutely sensational. I think there might be a limit to him in terms of distance. I think he's more of a sprinter, and so he'd be restricted to even – he's a four-year-old, so he's got the, – the age is, is okay for the four-year-old series, but the distance might uh, limit his participation, and that I think his best race is going to be at 1,200 meters. The four-year-old series is 1,600, 1,800, and then 2,000 meters. So there's a few variables that kick in. It's not only age, but it's your ability to carry that speed over a distance uh, that would maybe uh, restrict him from going forward. Today he'll go from 1,200 meters to 1,400 meters. So he's trying to step up a little bit. Building it up. Yeah, and we'll see how he goes. But my my feeling would be he would be he'll be a horse that will become one of the top sprinters in Hong Kong, and maybe not one that would compete over the classic distances. Well, lots to play for, lots to see going forward. Uh, uh, Shartin today and many more uh, race meetings uh, in the next six months or so. Uh, Bill Nader, Director of Racing at uh, the Hong Kong Jockey Club. Cheers, mate. Thank you, James. Thank you.
Major song from Harry Styles uh, follows uh, Watermelon Sugar. That is Golden.
You may, of course, be more familiar with the version by the Cardigans. And Tom Jones, but that's the original. David Byrne and uh, uh, Talking Heads and burning down the house. Well, thanks very much to uh, Bill Nader uh, for coming in telling us all about what's going on at Shartin today. We're going to do more sports after 11 uh, with Danny Hicks previewing the Premier League later today and across the weekend. Is love. 